0: It's your host here for the Economic Development Radio Podcast, Togo Zane Tuala from Map. Welcome to our second episode of the Economic Development Radio Podcast. And today we are so fortunate, you know, to be hosted by the Mpumalanga Economic Growth Agency, otherwise known as MEGA. And today we've got the opportunity to interview the CEO of MEGA, Mr. Isaac Mashang. good morning to you, Mr. Mashang.
1: Good morning to you, uh, Mr. Tweller, and good morning to your listeners.
0: Thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity to spend, you know, the next 30 to 40 minutes interviewing you on your critical role as the Chief Executive Officer of MEGA so that we can better understand what the agency does in terms of growing the provincial economy of this strategic province, the Bumalanga province. But before we even get into the actual conversation, let's just start by talking about you as a person. Just give us a sense in terms of, you know, where you were born, a bit of insight in terms of your early childhood, and, you know, a bit of insight in terms of your professional journey before you landed at Mega as the Chief Executive Officer.
1: Thanks once more, Mr. Twala. Well, usually personal question is difficult to be answered. Look, I was born in the seventies. Let me just keep it that way. And I was born in what is today known as Ekangala Township. It was at the time a farm, and um, so we used to stay there with Emily. So we later migrated to the current embassy, local municipality. It was called Quandeville uh, at the time, and I grew up there largely as a shepherd and a soccer player. But I was later taken over by the community unrest and so on and therefore drawn into politics and stayed a lot of time there, starting with the student structures at the high school. It was called COSSAS. Went to campus and was with SASCO then the NCU league and ultimately I started my professional life as a municipal councillor, and continued to study until I concluded a Master of Laws degree in Manchester. And then, yeah, I didn't work for government. From being a councillor, I became a civil servant, working in various offices, offices of the MEC, the legislature, and ultimately as a deputy director for legal services. And then I was brought in here which was unexpected. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. You know, it's quite interesting to learn that, you know, you grew up, you know, in Bumalanga, So, you know the province quite well. And you've been on both sides of the table, you know, having served as an elected leader, you know, during your days as a, as a councillor. And then, you know, being a bureaucrat, both in the department itself, before you landed here at Mega, you know. So I think that prepared you quite well. And and I think in our interview, I must be very careful in terms of how I structure my questions, because they say when you're dealing with people who have studied law, uh, you need to be very careful in terms of what you say. So let's start, Mr. Maslang, in terms of just our first, you know, question. Can you just give us a sense in terms of the overview? of who the Mbumalanga Economic Growth Agency is in terms of its core business and maybe also just link to that, you know, what are your top three priorities, you know, as the CEO of the agency in terms of this current financial year? What is it that you're trying to sort of like achieve that you think it's quite critical you know for the agency or for the Bumalanga provincial economy
1: not thanks, mr thole i think look mega is the lead developmental finance institution in the province it was created to assist the business community and um, aspirant entrepreneurs in the province so our core mandate, therefore, is to uh, grant or dispense loans to ME's involved in various uh, sectors, including agriculture. But we also do some loans for houses. Uh, so that's our funding division. In our properties division, we are running quite a number of uh, small industrial parks, as well as about three big industrial parks. And and our duty is to rent them out to tenants and business people so that they can create jobs, and uh, and assist in the economic inclusion of our people. But we also do trade and investment, um, and promotion, which is also one of our key mandate in terms of our legislation. So if there were three things that one would wish for this financial year, is to get our facilities in a better stage, they are very dilapidated. It's an inheritance from the previous homeland regimes. And I think where we may not have done well as the current democratic government is to outshine some of these uh, homeland structures in terms of uh, building industries and so on. So if we can get that one correct, which I think we will, I think we'll have at least achieve one of the issues. The second one is to, uh, you know, roll out a program on cooperatives uh, movement so that we can include as much of our people as possible in running the cooperatives, whether be it in agriculture or in other sectors uh, and stuff of that nature. And of course, the continent in particular using the AFCFTA so that it is always my passion that we must promote not just our country and our province, but the continent. So as part of the, you know, Pan African regional integration, that would be amongst the many issues that I wish one can achieve.
0: Thank you so much, CEO. and and I think you've articulated very clearly, you know, what is the core business, you know, of the agency. And myself I've just learned a lot, you know, to say you're not just an investment promotion agency. But you are also a development finance institution, otherwise known as DFIs, because you are able to also provide, you know, the funding element that is required in the main by the small businesses, as well as, you know, emerging entrepreneurs and the cooperatives. And I really like in terms of what you are saying around your priorities, you know, how do you make, you know, this provincial economy to be very inclusive, you know, so that you can also, you know, bring along, most of the marginalized as well but while you're growing the province's economy by also focusing in terms of you know investors and maybe just link to your last point you know around investment so what are some of the biggest investment opportunities for both domestic you know as well as foreign investors who are interested in doing business in the province of mbumalanga so what are some of those biggest investment opportunities that you're trying to promote as, as an agency?
1: Well, look in the low field, uh, it's, a, it's an agricultural-based uh, uh, economy. So there are quite a number of uh, areas where investors can invest in relation to agriculture. A key amongst this is uh, one of our catalytic projects that we have. is called denkomazi SCZ, our special economic zone. It's an agro-processing economic zone. So we are working hard towards ascertaining that there's sufficient investment there. But also fresh produce market is one of its kind in South Africa. It is one of the few, if not the only, that is international. You do have other fresh produce markets, but this one of ours is international. So we have modeled it around a few other. Uh, powerful international uh, fresh produce markets uh, in the EU, etc. So we need to make sure that this international fresh produce market, because it is international, does link uh, our SADC region, the ECOWAS and the entire Africa, and ultimately link with the globe as a whole. So in the low-felt yes, the issues of agriculture are quite key. Uh, You'll realize also in the Heifeld that there's a lot of mining there, despite the questions of commissioning and decommissioning of mines, the just energy transition discussions and so on. But we remain confident that that is a a mining zone and we should be able to assist in terms of, uh, you know, even promoting artisanal miners, what is normally criminalize as illegal miners. We need to regularize that and say we're promoting artisanal miners. And yeah, these are some of the things that I think the province is quite well endowed upon and we also are intending in the Khartsbande region to establish a a petrochemical technopark. Some discussions around uh, the processing of the the petrochemical industry within the Harzman region. I think that's how I can take it.
0: No, thank you so much Mr. Mm -hmm. Mashango. And I think again, the sectors that you are mentioning are quite critical in terms of job creation because they are labor intensive. And the good thing about especially agriculture and, you know, moving along the value chain in terms of agro-processing as well, is that in terms of the skills, even the unskilled are able to be absorbed. And in a country and in a province, that is also trying to deal with the high issues of unemployment that our economy is facing across the nation. So it becomes very important, you know, to also look at labor intensive kind of sectors. And later on, maybe I'll also just ask you uh, in terms of what other services sectors maybe that you are looking at as well. But I'll come back to that particular question. In the meantime, South Africa has about nine provinces. Howthing is trying to attract, you know, investors into Howthing, KZN is doing the same, Western Cape, Free State, and the rest of the provinces. And whenever we engage with investors, they're always trying to understand what is the unique value proposition, you know, of the different provinces. So in this instance, you know, what is that unique value proposition of Mpumalanga as an investment destination, what differentiates, you know, this great province um, of Mbumalang from the rest uh, of, of the country? So can you just take us through, you know, um, what's the, really the unique value proposition for doing business and investing in Bumalang?
1: Well, for a start, we've got a good quality sun. Yeah, it's uh, quite different to other provinces. But besides that, also a sufficient uh, availability of land. We are not a crowded province, but also the quality of the soil that we have, uh, at least in issues of agriculture. We also have good uh, road infrastructure. There's the N4 and some bit of railway lines. Um, So in essence, the infrastructure for investment is in order. It is up to the entrepreneur to make a good use of a situation, but we are also in terms of a traveling cycle. Uh, you know, three hours from each other. The the, the from Nersbay to say Shlanga it will be three hours from say Bushback Ridge to Hertzband in Petritiv. It's also about three hours. So we're just the three hour province within ourselves, and uh, I'm just lo- looking at the natural aspects of what you are talking about.
0: Um, Okay, thank you so much. And, And I think, again, it's a very nice, unique value proposition. And I really like the one talking about the availability of land, whether it's for agricultural purposes, but I'll also assume that even for industrial, commercial, and retail kind of development. Because, you know, we always say without land, there is no development. So it's very important, you know, for the investors to know that, you know, one of the issues that really differentiates this province from the rest is the availability of land, you know, for all different purposes. But I'll also just you know argue, see or just giving my own exposure in terms of what mega is doing is that you know the affordability of land in this province, it's still very affordable. Yeah. you know, because if you look at the other big commercial centers, you know land is also becoming quite expensive as well, and that tend to slow down you know development as well. So I think it's not just the availability of land, you know, both for agriculture and commercial and industrial. But it's also the affordability you know of land in this province, which is really quite quite important. Now let's just talk more about you know your financial instruments you know that you have as you know an agency to support you know the Bumalanga based you know businesses and cooperatives. And I think earlier on, you did mention that you're also trying to assist, you know, uh, small businesses as well as cooperatives, you know. What kind of funding, you know, portfolio do you have as MEGA that assist, you know, small businesses, owners in the province, you know, to participate in the mainstream economy?
1: Well, by law, we are disposing loans, uh, so it's loans. Uh, but there's another specialised project called Premier suite Development Fund. That one it's more on a grant, which we are participating on. Um, moving forward, I think we will convert it into a blended um, uh, kind of an arrangement. It will have the loan aspect as well as the grand aspect but ourselves clearly the primary one is the loan disposal the disbursement so that's one of the instruments that we have and we're utilizing the lot yeah that that's the funding model that we we're running
0: with Okay, if I may just stay with this question, CEO, you know, what is the criteria and how do, you know, SMMEs are based in Bumalanga, you know, approach the agency, you know, and maybe one other aspect from an access point of view, do you have regional offices throughout the province, you know, if I'm in a different district, can I go to that particular district and apply for this particular funding or is the service only offered at head office here in Bombela?
1: Let's start with the criteria. Let me give you the exclusionary criteria. The only business we don't fund are illicit businesses. That's the only business we don't fund. So long as that is an illicit business, we cannot fund it. But of course, also through our sister agency, there's one called Mpumalanga Economic Regulator, we therefore do not fund businesses that have to do with alcoholic beverages and so on so other than that any other form of business whether in manufacturing in retail and whatever and you need access to funding you are allowed to make an application uh, there's a particular range of amount ranging from say 200,000 up to at most uh, let's say Um, 5 million or so, but we are able to go beyond that depending on the availability of budget. Well, currently we do not have sufficient budget, so we have been assisting uh, most of our SMMEs who are applying in a range of, say, just before a million or some just above the million or two or so. Those who have been able to disperse a lot of uh, our, our funds. But with regard to of accessibility. We have offices throughout the province. In the highveld, we have an, an office in Siabuswa, so we have an office in Kangala or Kandastria. Also have offices in Nenda in Khartspande. And here the head office, of course, it's in the region. Some kind of an office as well, satellite-like in Komaz. So yes, we are quite accessible too. Our is.
0: okay. So, so maybe just a follow up, CEO, on the funding matters. You know, we always say, you know, there are two key issues with with funding. Firstly, it's access, you know, to to funding. So, you are already providing that, but sometimes it's also the cost, you know, of capital as well. You know, if you look at what is being offered, especially in terms of maybe, you know, in the commercial sector the costs you know tend to be high for smmes how are you sort of like differentiating yourself you know as a dfi so that you know smmes can approach mega you know regarding their funding requirements as opposed to going to a commercial bank if i may just use a commercial bank so are you taking those things into consideration in terms of making your loans sort of like you know affordable so that SMMEs can be able to repay those particular loans?
1: We are very much alive to that reality that our clientele will be a clientele that is easily rejected by the commercial banks. And therefore, there's some element of risk when you interact with them. But we've done a few things to you know, not be like commercial banks. Our interest is lesser compared to the commercial banks but also our requirements, for as long as they are within the National Credit Act, uh, are less stringent than you do with the, the commercial banks. But we are also aware that our SMMEs these are uh, our people. They are emerging, most of them. They are emerging business people. They are not necessarily very established. So you need to do not just financial assistance to them, but also the post-investment care uh, to nurture them. In fact, we are ambitious. We are trying to get the private sector. We're getting very close there, so that we can incubate uh, this entrepreneur. In other words, through using this uh, entrepreneur supply development project, you, you must train them at some stage, and later they become your clientele. They must apply. Stuff like that. These are some of the visions that we have uh, in order to defeat the scourge of poverty, unemployment and inequality in our society. So these are some of the projects that we are carrying through.
0: Okay. Thank you so much, CEO. In terms of just explaining, you know, how you sort of like differentiating yourself from the products and services offered, you know, by the commercial banks because you are a government-funded entity. And in your approach, you are trying to be developmental uh, so that you can assist the small businesses and the cooperatives as well. Just coming back to the sectors, you know, earlier on, you know, you spoke about agriculture, you spoke about mining. Which other sectors, you know, are very competitive in Bumalanga? I'm just thinking about something like tourism. You know, Pumalanga is a great destination from a tourism point of view. But do you want to just maybe, you know, give us a sense, one of, you know, your flagship, you know, from a tourism point of view it's the Kruger National Park here as well? You know, can you just tell our listeners more about maybe one or two of the key, you know, tourism destination for from Bumalanga because we want, you know, that business leisure as well component. And people must come do business here, but also enjoy this beautiful province. So maybe just one or two, you know, things that, you know, investors and business people can also, you know, experience in Bumalanga from a tourism point of view.
1: Well, thanks. My sister agency, Mpumalanga Tourism Parks Agency, I, I, I'm sure they'll be happy when I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you you have quite a number of facilities, some of them natural. You have God's Window, for instance, Yes, inside of uh, Tabatrail. We have Blade Canyon, of course. We have already spoken to uh, Kruger National Park. There's also makonjo Mountain, uh, so there are quite a number of facilities in terms of tourism which of course we always work together with our sister agents MTPA in relation to tourism promotion but there are also other sectors here, forestry, do we have forestry and of course you have your mineral energy complex, you have your manufacturing, you have your retail as usual and some elements of finance. And uh, agriculture, we have already spoken about this, so these are some of the uh, areas of sectors that uh, investors can take a look at. Yeah,
0: maybe see, oh, you know, are there opportunities going forward, especially in terms of renewable energy projects in the province, given the kind of challenges that we are facing as a country, you know, in terms of energy security, and we all know that if we can't power our economy, you know, the country will be in serious, you know, challenges. And it so happened that some of the critical, you know, ESCOM power stations are here in Bumalanga as well, because obviously you've got quite a lot of coal mines, you know, in the province. Is the province and mega? looking at renewable energy, you know, as one of the critical sectors where you want to partner with the private sector and you want to bring, you know, investors, you know, uh, to participate in that particular sector.
1: Of course, the province is also very alive to the renewable energy, including the debates that are ongoing there but also uh, very alive to the fact that, as we have indicated, most of the coal power stations uh, in the country are to be found here, almost 80% to be found in this particular province. So there is a, uh, some processes that have been established there, which we are participating on as MEGA. One is that you have a provincial, can I call it a, a provincialized version of what is called Presidential Climate uh, Commission, uh, so here we have Bumalanga um, Green Cluster Agency, which is also housed within our shareholder dead. There's been quite a number of uh, summits and colloquiums and uh, whatever that have to do with the Just Energy Transition. I see the province has also appointed specialists to run on behalf of the province this renewable energy debate. And, and then ourselves as are in discussion with the Green Cluster Agency as to how we are going to participate moving forward. I'm also aware that there's been an involvement extensively by the World Bank to assist government to, you know, properly conceptualize the question of the just energy transition. So yes, we are hard at work and very much aware of what exactly is happening and we do know the direction that we need to take.
0: That's very important and encouraging CEO because, you know, we really have to address this issue of energy as a country and and, and I guess as a province as well. Let's just talk a bit about your property portfolio. You know, as as an agency, can you please explain to our listeners your property portfolio, and how can entrepreneurs and investors lease or benefit, you know, from your property portfolio that you hold as the Bumalanga Economic Growth Agency?
1: It, it is actually one of our uh, key areas of it's a core mandate. It's part of our the, the core mandate. Uh, we have, uh, can I say, three. Uh, big industrial parks in the form of Kabogweni, Siabuzwa, and Vikandastria. And, uh, the occupancy rate, uh, it's still fairly low. We would wish that we can reach a hundred percent. I know that there are some further developments that will take place, say in Siabuzwa and but in we really wish that if we can have at least three blue sheep investors tenants there, but there's sufficient space there that we require people to come and uh, make some uh, occupancy of the park. We are also quite aware that uh, in Gandastra we will want to turn it into an agri-eco park, what today is called an SZ. in the current palance it will be called an SZ, but we will want to call it an agri-eco park, comprising of quite a number of facilities that will be available. There are, I think, almost about 16 uh, range of facilities. So currently we are promoting the, the Ghandastra as a point to go. But we also have other uh, more small industrial parks. This includes Mpuluzi in Harzbande. And uh, we would wish also to revitalize that and call upon tenants to take occupation. Uh, how you take occupation? You apply normally, get a lease agreement, uh, have it signed, and, and we agree on the, the terms and conditions. Yeah, that's the basic work that we are doing, and that's where we are able to generate uh, employment, because once we have tenants, they most of the time generate employment, so we indirectly contribute a lot in terms of job creation.
0: Okay. now that's great. CEO. And, and we're hoping that, you know, the entrepreneurs and the investors will reach out to MEGA, you know, in terms of just understanding how they can access, you know, some of your industrial areas, especially since you are indicating that, you know, the space is still available. And, and, and I'm sure, again, you know, your rentals should be very affordable to a certain extent, given your developmental, you know, mandate as well. CO, as we move towards closure, I just want to get some of, you know, your input around the economic outlook, you know, for for the country and the province. In this week, we saw the IMF, you know, indicating that South Africa's GDP is more likely to grow at 0.1%, which really, it's, it's not a very good figure, you know, given some of our challenges that we face in the country. But we are also seeing the business confidence, you know, going back to COVID-19, you know, low levels, you know. So from your own perspective, what are some of the structural reforms we need as a country and as a province so that we can reignite uh, meaningful economic growth so that as a province and in a country, we can reduce, you know, the high levels of unemployment, poverty and inequality, given the space that you find yourself in? you know, just your own, you know, personal perspective. What are some of those structural reforms that we need to undertake as a country and a province so that we can really stimulate economic growth?
1: Since around the year 2020 or 2021 and so on, in every uh, board strat plan you know, or the agency will have, we have always communicated a message that we need a vision of the post-COVID-19 economics. And uh, we've put in place quite a number of proposals as to how we should do that. But look, there's been other matters that are intervening. For instance, the question of power outage becomes a critical matter. The question of community protest and civil unrest, also those contribute to the manner in which uh, our economy has to find its way uh, besides all those matters. But we believe that uh, post-COVID, the type of economics that we would require to have properly built. It's of course how do we make sufficient contribution to job creation using the various sectors that we have had. The ones that we have referred to whether it's in forest or is in agriculture, etc. But also to assert that it's just energy transition discussions that we have do not impact on further losses of jobs. So, in essence, we are in agreement with quite a number of the strategies that the province has put in place. One of those is the Mpumalanga Economic Recovery and Reconstruction Programme. Um correctly implemented the program is quite progressive. Uh, it is, of course, also a replica of what we have nationally, the National Economic Recovery Plan. So, if we can be able to stick to the meta-stata there, in these particular documents, save for the civil unrest, the community protests, the power outages, etc. I think we can have a very better environment on how we move forward. But I also observe that, perhaps, at local government level, if we can strengthen our community-based structures like your ward committees and so on, we can then have less of what is is called safety delivery protest maybe the systems we've used at local government, because that's where most of the pressures come in, especially in relation to issues of community unrest. Perhaps we need to look as to how do we further democratize and allow as many people to be involved in the question of governance at local level. But I also do believe that should we roll out these cooperative processes, cooperative movement processes, including the establishment of cooperative banks in the province, we will put a small dent on the picture of the economy that we have.
0: Okay, now that that sounds like a very comprehensive kind of you know plan that the province has in place, and and some of the structural reforms that are required in driving you know the economy forward. So CEO, we're coming to the end of our um, interview and what I just want to understand from my side is do you have any final advice, you know, anything else that you'll want to share with existing business owners, you know, who might be considering expanding their investment in the province or even new investors, you know, who might be looking at Mpumalanga as their next business location. What will be that final advice that you know you are able to share, you know, with our listeners.
1: Mega is an agency very serious about the economic development of the province, and we are well aware of where we come from. We have had very serious challenges: corporate governance, internal controls, the branding. We have worked so hard to reverse some of those habits. I think we are a little bit rising and we believe that with more private sector involvement, the organization will be able to live up to its Schedule 3D status, so we are easy to work with. You don't have to go through very rigid processes that some legislations uh, are putting forward. As a Schedule 3D company, we are a stone-throw away from any serious business to, to be conducted.
0: Thank you so much, Mr. Maslangu, uh, the Chief Executive Officer of the Mpumalanga Economic Growth Agency, uh, for hosting us and for giving us time, you know, to share with us what Mega is doing in terms of driving economic growth and investment opportunities in the province. We really think that you know this is the right agency for investors and entrepreneurs, you know, to partner with and to collaborate with. Uh, in terms of growing, you know, this provincial economy. We really appreciate, you know, the insights that you have shared with us and we're hoping that our listeners will find, you know, this particular interview very insightful. Thank you so, Mr. Masango. It was really a pleasure, you know, interviewing you about the business of MEGA as well as, you know, the economic development opportunities in the province. To our listeners, until our next episode, you keep well.